Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office talks with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Northwest Internship Coordinator Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian, Director of Career Services here at Northwest. And today's guest on our show is... I'm Dr. Keeley Klein, and I'm an associate professor in the School of Health Science and Wellness, Division of Behavioral Sciences. I teach developmental psychology here at Northwest. I'm also a co-advisor of PsyCHI, which is the International Honor Society of Psychology. All right. Welcome. welcome. We're very excited to have you here today. Thank you. Fun fact, we are actually concurrently, while we're doing this podcast, running behavioral sciences mock interview day today. So we're having students from your area um, interviewing with employers as we speak. (laughs) Exciting. All right. Awesome. So let's kick this off. How in the great wide world did you come to be at Northwest? Well, I am actually a local person. And um, so I grew up in Hopkins, so just north of Maryville. I um, came to Northwest for my undergraduate degree, came in actually as an education major, and um, then discovered psychology and fell in love with that, uh, had great experiences as an undergrad. And the the faculty that I worked with were a big part of inspiring me to want to um, pursue uh, additional education. And um, so I went to University of Nebraska-Lincoln for my master's and PhD. Um, I have had a couple of jobs um, elsewhere and then had the opportunity to come back to my alma mater at Northwest. Um, I've been here for, this is my eighth year back as faculty at Northwest. So once a Bearcat, always a Bearcat, right? (laughs) That's right. So is your bachelor's degree in education? No, actually, um, early on, I switched over, um, fell in love. I was always liked children and um, was interested in in children and their well-being and development and had never really thought about the idea of studying developmental psychology um, until I was able to make those connections. So my um, undergraduate degree is actually in psychology. Did you take a particular class? What encouraged you to switch your major? It was really, um, I, I got into those education classes, was doing observations, and as much as I enjoy children, as much as I'm passionate about, um, again, supporting children, I discovered that being in that classroom uh, with, with a group of children every day really wasn't going to be my calling. And uh, so I was able to kind of explore what my interests were, and so that's where I ended up landing in psychology, because I could study some of, of the things that I was still interested in, the things that drew me to education but it was going to be a better fit. And I really, you know, I I was interested in, you know, the the science of behavior and and discovering that. So there wasn't really a particular class that that really drew me in, but it was rather kind of that exploration. And then I took the psychology class and was like, yes, I I, I really do like this. And then whenever I had taken developmental psychology, um, Dr. Carol Claflin was the, was the professor at that time, that that's really where uh, I found my interest in developmental particularly. And now you teach that class here at Northwest. Yes, so I do. Full circle. Yeah. Yep, it has. So you mentioned having a few other jobs before you came back to be a professor. So what what were those experiences? First of all, as a graduate student, I was at University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and I had assistantships um, all throughout my experience there. So I had teaching assistantships and research assistantships, so um, got lots of wonderful experience through that. My first job after graduation with my doctoral degree was an assistant professor position at East Tennessee State University. I was actually in the College of Education 
education with that. Um, my colleagues were all, you know, have backgrounds in education. My own uh, um, experiences as a graduate student, I worked with my advisor, the dissertation advisor that I had that was my mentor all throughout. She had a joint appointment with psychology and education. I worked with an interdisciplinary research center at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And so I had a lot of interest in that already and bridged, you know, those different interests. Um, so it was a, a really, you know, a, a pretty natural fit for me to go into that college of education. I was teaching psychology development classes to the education majors. So I was there for a couple of years. I was really kind of just ready to be back in the Midwest. It was a great growth experience. I don't regret it at all. Um, worked with great people and they're doing, we're doing and are still doing fabulous work there at East Tennessee. But I really wanted to be back in the Midwest, had the opportunity to come back and work with a the same research center at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln that I worked with as a graduate student. And um, so that was a fully research position that I was in there. And then the opening came up for a developmental psychologist at Northwest. I did never you know, necessarily anticipate that that position would, would come open anytime soon. And so I you know, jumped at the opportunity to, to be able to put in an application and, and apply to come back to Northwest. So when you talk about a fully research-based position, what types of research were you doing? Could you just sort of, sort of share with us who have no idea what, what you were doing, kind of what that involved? Well, I worked with the um, Nebraska Center for Research on Children, Youth, Families, and Schools, which is an interdisciplinary research center at um, Nebraska. So it includes faculty from across different departments that are collaborating together and very much have an interest in the applications of, of the science um, and lots of coordinating with the state of Nebraska. And so I was a project director for a large-scale research project. So it was focused on intervention with um, Head Start and early Head Start families and looking at how to build partnerships, um, how to an intervention to best build partnerships between families and the schools in support of the, the children's um, growth and development. So as a project director, I was involved in you know helping to, to give the leadership in carrying out that, that research project. So you know working with data collectors, working with the coaches that were part of that research project. Um, working with our, you know, students that were involved um, in that um, and such too. So there were lots of lots of moving pieces as part of that of that research project. We have a lot of psychology undergraduates. I think psychology might be the most percentage of students that we have going to grad school. How did you decide to go to a specific grad school? Were you looking for a program? Um, what was your thought process? And what would you recommend for students who are looking um, in any major, maybe, who are looking for grad school? Yeah. So if you think about within um, psychology specifically, you have the different areas. So, you know, I took different classes. I took biopsych. I took social psych. I took personality psych. Um, I took developmental psych. And that was the area that really spoke to me. So as far as wanting to go on and um, you know, do a, a doctorate that, um, you know, uh, most programs, you're going to be in a certain specialized area. And so when I, um, again, discovered that I really liked the developmental, then I started looking at programs that specifically offered a developmental program. So I was you know, looking across programs. I was thinking, you know, I was wanting to stay in the Midwest in, in doing a program. So I was exploring programs specifically in the Midwest. I was looking at the uh, information on the programs and specifically really the faculty who were part of those programs. Because like with a, a doctoral program that you're typically going to be working closely with a faculty advisor. And so, 
know that you want to select a program where you're going to get to, to work with somebody that you're interested in. And, and so their line of research. So that's really what I was looking at was really tailoring, you know, as I was writing my applications to this is the person that I would like to work with at, at this institution. Now, there can be variations across different kinds of programs and, and what they're looking for in the applications. But as I was applying, that's really what I, I was looking at. Who, who would I want to work with? And then making sure that my materials demonstrated that alignment between my interests and, and the, the person that would be my advisor on that. So my advice would be explore those programs, know what your interests are. And those are those are still going to be emerging, you know, as an undergraduate student that you aren't necessarily going to have had the experiences to fully know what your interests are. But um, try to be figuring those things out and try to be figuring out where you could view yourself being in one of these programs. They're, they're very competitive. Um, so you're not necessarily going to get into um, all the programs that you want or even one of the programs that you want that because of, of how competitive that is. Uh, the program that I went into was a combined master's PhD program. You could come into it with or without a master's, but you couldn't be accepted into it with the intention of only getting a master's. Um, so you had to have the intention of getting a PhD in, in doing that. So there's lots of variation across programs and the you know um, what that application process looks like that um, you know, typically the path would be to go from master's to PhD, but that there can be some variation in how that looks with, with programs and expectations. But just to know, you know, if you look at the statistics, I'm not, I can't give it to you right now, um, but the statistics on the percentage of people that are actually accepted into, you know, to those PhD programs is a small number. So it's really my advice to you would be to put in lots of applications and be open to exploring what those programs are. It's really important to make sure that you're getting the experiences as an undergraduate. There are going to really make you stand out as a as an applicant too. So as an undergraduate at Northwest, you know, it's not just your grades. Um, you know, I worked hard in those classes and um, was able to have a, you know, a, a competitive GPA, but it's also, you know, I worked with faculty, um, Dr. Carol Claflin again, uh, on research. And so, you know, we had presented at multiple conferences together. We um, and engaged in that scholarly work. I was part of the Honor Society at Northwest as well. And um, so, you know, the more of the, those kinds of experiences, again, that um, whenever you're competing for these slots at these grad schools, you're going to be competing against people that potentially have you know, publications and such already as undergrads. So it's really important to to have those experiences. There's different kinds of, of programs, though, of course, too. And, you know, um, a lot of our students go into counseling programs, master's programs. And so what those it's still important to have those experiences, but they might be looking for something different with the application process than if you're going to, you know, a, a more academic focused doctoral degree in, in a specific area of psychology than if you're going into a counseling program. And you've been able to continue that research now too, right? Because you recently went to a conference and were able to talk about research that you did and things like that. Part of our expectations as as faculty are to be engaged in that scholarly activity, and so I've been able to continue that research once I've been at Northwest. Have had the opportunity to collaborate with colleagues um, who are faculty, but also students too, and so that's been a really meaningful part of my my work here at Northwest. I um, this summer had a publication come out with a, a former student who had been part of our research, and uh, have another manuscript that's under review with an, another student who's been involved in our research. So 
again, that's been a, a great experience for me as faculty, and I think it's been a meaningful experience for the students who've been part of that. We've also had students go to, to conferences and, and present at um, both regional student conferences as well as we've taken students to the Midwestern Psychological Association Conference, which is also always in Chicago, and um, had students present there. So, yeah, great opportunities. It's uh, nice to see that kind of come full circle, that the same things that were really supporting me as a student at Northwest, that I feel like I'm able to hopefully be giving that back um, to students in as they're um, going through their education here now. What's your favorite part of being a professor? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know that this one single thing. I think that it's really um, one thing I like about working at Northwest is that I get to have those multiple experiences. So I get to have the the experiences in the classroom and um, those interactions with students. And, you know, that that's a big part of what, you know, why we continue in academia, right? Because because we want want to be able to do that. But also being able to engage in the scholarly activity and that um, there's funding opportunities at Northwest to be able to to, uh, to apply for funds to do research work and getting to do the, um, to do that, and it's always great whenever you have students involved in that too. You know, I've done some projects that that um, involve students and some that don't, but it's always nice to to be able to to have that student involvement in that. Uh, and then also, you know, there's that component of service that I feel like is meaningful. So being able to to work with students through Psychi with our International Honor Society. So I feel like that it's not just one thing; it's that combination of of all of those pieces. Of, of the of the work that they combine and to, to feel like you're doing something that's meaningful. You mentioned Psychi and that you're an advisor for that and recently won a Northwest Award for, you know, best on campus like organization advisor. So congratulations. Thank you. Do you want to tell us about that organization and kind of what it's what it does and what it's made up of? Yeah. So um, Psychi is the International Honor Society of Psychology. And uh, so our chapter here at Northwest has been um, really active. We have received in the last few years model award. Um, so um, been recognized nationally or internationally, I guess you, you can think about it. About 4% of, of chapters receive that recognition. And uh, multiple times we've, we've been um, received the recognition for that. So that really speaks to, we've had some great officers that are really pushing to, to do work, even in the context of the pandemic that, you know, moving things online and maintaining that interaction with that. Um, so the mission of Psychi is focused on, you know, really bringing the, the discipline to our campus, um, promoting the, the field of psychology, and promoting our students who are part of that. I have had the pleasure the last several years to go into that developmental psychology class and be able to talk to your students, which is always, it's one of the highlights of my semester, honestly, because it's such a great class. But I was really surprised that, that that class is made up not just of psychology majors, but really major students from several disciplines. So can you kind of talk about that class and maybe what it is for those of us who, who didn't take it in our undergrad experience? Developmental psychology is a lifespan development class. We look at development across the lifespan from conception all the way through death and dying. We look at development across domains, including cognitive, physical, and social emotional. And one thing that I really like to emphasize with the students is how we can look at each of those components individually, but really it's also important to think about development holistically when we think about the developing individual. One thing that I do for that class too is I use a it's Bronfenbrenner's bioecological systems theory. So looking at the developing individual as impacting their own development within the, the context um, that, that they are, are developing. So that's something I try to 
emphasize all throughout the semester is that we need to look at nature and nurture. We need to think about the, the context for development as well. So, um, and we bring in guest speakers, like, like when you came in, um, we were talking about um, early adulthood and the concept of emergent adulthood that our, that our um, college students um, may consider themselves to be in that life stage. Uh, and so it's, it's really, you know, interesting to, to get to have that, that content. And then as far as the students who take it, yes, we have psychology and human services students, but we also have students from other majors and minors that are involved in that class too, you know, education, um, you know, nursing, recreation, uh, dietetics. Uh, so we get um, you know, a, a nice mix of students. And I really love that diversity that comes with those different disciplines because the students bring the perspectives of, uh, you know, of their interests, of, of the things that they're doing in other classes. And that that really, I feel like adds to the quality of the, the conversations that we have to, to have that reflected in what we do. It kind of gives the class uh, a holistic perspective, sort of, right? Because you don't just have the same majors with the same information on the same path. For sure. That's pretty cool. Yeah, those different lenses, that's always a nice thing. I was a philosophy minor when I was an undergrad here, and I took biomedical ethics, and I was the only person in the class that wasn't a pre-med major. So my perspective was completely different than theirs. So every discussion, it's like it was everybody and the professor and then me. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's nice sometimes to have that different perspective. It was kind of not my favorite thing at the time, but looking back on it, it was really <laughs> valuable as a person to learn that. So yeah, that class is, I, I really appreciate that class because it is the different perspectives and they're really engaged too. So, you know, coming in as a guest speaker and actually getting questions at the end, that's an amazing thing. So I appreciate that so much. So yes, thank you. There wasn't a question in there. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is an interesting question too. I, I feel like, so we always ask guests about, you know, do they have any words of wisdom, tips or tricks or advice, especially, you know, maybe for college age students who are on this journey and getting ready to go out into the wide world and kind of learn more. So you have this whole developmental perspective from that perspective what are some insights that we could gain about like this, this life development stage, I guess? Thinking about it from a developmentalist perspective, one of the things we, we talk about when we talk about early adulthood for, for students is this idea of emergent adulthood. And um, that, that comes from Dr. Jeffrey Arnett is coined that term and thinking about that as a unique life stage. And so one thing that comes when we think about that emergent adulthood is that this is a important part of our lives because we have more freedom usually than we had as an adolescent, but we don't have necessarily all the roles and responsibilities that we're going to have in, in a few years. So I think that, um, you know, I'm also a parent and I have a teenager. And so when I think about that time of, of life, for you know, thinking back on my own life and thinking about my kids' lives, that thinking about just what a, a great opportunity that, that you can have during that time of your life. And so really exploring what your interests are, taking advantage of those opportunities that are out there, um, really um, thinking about your dreams and what can you do to make those happen. So I think, you know, I look back to myself, I kind of rushed through that time of my life. I feel like, it, you know, I was ready to get, to get to that next thing. And so, uh, you know, take time to, to slow down and um, take advantage of the opportunities that are around you, uh, really think through, you know, what would you like to, 
what would you like that time of your life to be and and pursue those dreams and definitely do the things that you need to do to to set you up for success in the next stage of your life but um you know really try to experience and take that in too another thing that you know coming from psychology is the idea of the reminiscence bump and so um you know in our the, the time of our adolescence and our uh, early 20s those are a time when it, those memories and those experiences that we have that those become a very important part of ourselves and our identity and such so again it's, it's taking advantage and, and really just living that, that part of your life and again do what you need to do um, but also do the other things that that uh, that you're going to look back on and be glad that you did as well have some good stories i sort of yes. thought about it like have some good stories to tell right Yes. Yeah. It's amazing how often we give advice to students and it's slow down. <laughs> like <laughs> you don't have to be in a hurry. You don't have to graduate in three and a half years. You don't have to graduate yep. in four years. Like take your time. Like you have your whole life to go to work. So enjoy not having to do that all the time now. So excellent. Well, thank you so much, Keely. It was great to have you on here and to chat. Well, thanks for inviting me. That will do it for another episode of Behind the Bearcat. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.